The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hello. <laughs> How's everybody doing? You Welcome to Black Focus Radio. Today, <laughs> our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you want to join the show, Robert Webb's in the hizzy today. Mom's okay. Everything check out. All good in the hood. You got a little trim, didn't you? Yeah, Did you go to the barbershop? How'd you get that trim then? I trimmed. You did it yourself? I'm the trim king player. Uh, what made you try to look normal? I always look normal. You going somewhere? I always look normal. Please. Hey Cliff, how you doing, man? <clears throat> what All up, right. Cliff D? I'm gonna set up my I'm gonna set up y'all hang on a minute. I'm setting up the uh the Instagram right now so y'all just chill, okay? Don't be tripping. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. You can call us at 855-525-5683 if you want to participate in the show. We'd really love you all to start calling instead of just listening. We know a lot of you cats listen, but we'd really love it if you start calling so we could interact. You know, sometimes it's tough talking to Robert all the time, you know, especially when I always win when we have a conversation. So. You know, I, I need some challenge, man. Come on. You know. <laughs> it is Friday. Uh, so uh, we'll get into some stuff today. Of course, we're going to do black facts here in just a moment. I uh, want to run some stuff by you that I heard about Juanita Bynum yesterday. And piggyback on that with all the pro, pro, these profiteering preachers. Have they donated any money to the cause you know, like buy a mask or anything. Why would they? Yeah. What's the point of doing uh, that? I'm just wondering. There's I'm just no wondering. Point in donating to the cause. Had a couple of people to. Uh, oh, and I just realized I, I did Saint. I uh, had a couple of people to uh, ask me about Saint Mark's. My conversation about Saint Mark's the last couple of days, and uh, I found that interesting. They must be Saint Mark fans. Uh, uh, probably so. Uh, so uh, we talked about that yesterday, <clears throat> and I'm wondering if they've gotten any donations as of yet. I'm pretty sure they won't tell us if they have, but, you know, what can I say? So we'll talk a little bit more about that today as well. Of course, Jared Kushner is an idiot. We'll talk about what he said in the press conference. I'm telling you, dude, these press conferences are must-see TV. They are. <laughs> They really are, man. I'm just, oh, Lord, where did that boy come from? You know, so. I can think of better stuff to do with my time. So we'll talk about a little bit about that. Uh, of course, 
Uh, there was an interesting ruling that came down in Mississippi about education funding. I think you'll find that interesting. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some information on a brief conversation I had with the mayor about stay-at-home orders. And I, I was actually texting him tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I'm so bad sometimes. Bad talk show host. Bad talk show host. <laughs> oh, man. Because I, I was just being messy. I didn't actually expect him to respond, but he did, and I appreciate him doing that. So uh, I'm already having too much fun. Uh, by the way, if you have some, some, some tequila that you want to get rid of, let me know. All right. Just call me up. I'll come take care of it for you. All right. Uh, before we do anything, let's do Black Facts. Dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people. You know, as I told you all, that I love doing black facts because I always, even if I know something, I always learn something. And today is no exception because this is about Anne Maria Weems. Have you ever heard of Anne Maria Weems? Have not. <clears throat> you haven't? Never. Well, you know, she was around during slavery. And no doubt that there were all kinds of ingenious ways that people escaped from uh, slavery. You know, Robert Small stole a ship and so sailed it past the Confederates <laughs> to his, his freedom. There was another man that mailed himself to freedom in a box, you know. So Anna Marie Weems, she escaped slavery by dressing as a man okay she belonged to charles price a slave trader from montgomery county in rockville maryland weems witnessed her brothers being sold south as well as a mother and one of her sisters she knew one day she wanted to be free numerous people offered to purchase weems freedom but price refused to set her free Weems realized the only way for her to obtain her freedom would be via the Underground Railroad. It was dangerous, but it was a risk she was willing to take. However, during that time, Price became wary that Weems had plans to run away. So he made her sleep beside his bed he shared with his wife. Jay Bigelow, a lawyer for, from Washington, D.C., who had helped Anna Maria's family by their freedom at an earlier time set out to help her escape to freedom as well as price was suspicious of their intentions bigelow had been communicating about the eventual escape via letters with william Steele, a conductor on the underground railroad stationed in philadelphia oh they actually got a picture of her too that's pretty cool she does look like a man look at that in 1885 weems escaped from price and his wife, upon leaving the Price residence, she went to Washington, D.C., and it is believed she spent some time with her family there before continuing her journey to Big, the Bigelow's residence. Because Price was offering $500, a $500 reward to anyone who could return Weems, she was not able to step outside the Bigelow's home. While waiting for things to cool down, Bigelow and Steele compiled a plan. The plan was to dress Weems up as a boy named Joe Wright in driver's uniforms, 
uh, including a jacket, pants, bow tie, and cap. In late November, the escape weems had died down. Uh, the the escape of weems had died down, and a man who was known as Dr. Bigelow's family physician arrived at the home to help weems escape out of the city. The plan was well thought out. Dr. H provided drove the carriage and parked it alongside the road in front of the uh, the White House climbed into the passenger compartment and waited for Mr. Joe Wright to arrive, escorted by Bigelow. To a, lurk, to a lurking eye, they would only assume that Dr. H had just finished doing business within the White House and was now being escorted by his coachman. Anna Maria, dressed as Joe Wright, drove the carriage out of the city without incident. They had driven for a few days and stopped to rest at the home's of a few of Dr. H's friends. <clears throat> At these places, her secret identity remained, for the only person she was to reveal her identity to was William Steele. She reached Pennsylvania safely and stayed for a few days. She was then sent to New York, where she stayed with Reverend A.N. Freeman. Weems ended her traveling once she reached Canada, where she reunited with her aunt and uncle. She later settled in, El in the Elgin Settlement and attended the Buxom Mission, Mission School. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to a very ingenious and well-planned escape artist, Anna Maria Weems. And that's our Black Fact for today. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on JoyNetRadio.com. Don't forget, don't forget, now is a good time to sponsor. That's right. Now is a good time to sponsor Black Facts and multiple other things. Call me up at 615-554-0568 and we'll hook you up with a nice advertising package. I'll even write your spots and, and, and show you how to do them and read them and all that kind of stuff as well. So uh, just hit me up and we'll, we'll hook you up. All right, so. A lot of things to talk about today. <clears throat> so I want to start off by, um, I sent a text message to the mayor about uh, 30 minutes ago. And I was really being messy more so than anything else. <clears throat> because if you remember, <clears throat> Mayor Scott was out ahead of everybody as it relates to mayors, when especially here in the South in issuing things that could try and help slow the coronavirus. And I really applaud him on that. He's done a great job in doing that. Not soon after, the governor decided that it was time for him to issue some type of edicts as it relates to the coronavirus. Now, I know a lot of people weren't paying attention to that, but I was. <laughs> Because he, he being Asa Hutchison, like many of the other Republican governors across this country, have been reluctant to even embrace science, let alone listen to scientists. And he is no exception. <clears throat> and so the other day he issued a statement saying, hey, the reason that he's not going to issue a stay-at-home order, and if you look at those other Republican states, the virus has multiplied, okay? Yesterday alone, we had 1,000 people to die from COVID-19, the largest number yet in one day. 
okay? The U.S. In the United States, okay? <clears throat> and uh, so <clears throat> he claims that he don't want to hurt the jobs, and he gave some some poop butt statement that really really doesn't make any sense because if you don't have, have people to work the jobs, it ain't going to matter. So <clears throat> I was thinking this morning, hmm, it was pretty clear to me that he was pretty envious of Mayor Frank Scott Jr. when Frank Scott took the bull by the horn and stepped up and said, hey, we're going to do something for the people of Little Rock. Now, I know a lot of people in Little Rock don't like it, but I think it's the right thing to do. I said it then, and I say it now. It is and was the right thing to do. And I wish there was more that he could do. But I didn't know that he was kind of limited now. You need some chapstick? See? Okay. Okay. Already? Already? I'm just asking, do Already? you need chapstick? Okay. I'm just asking, do you need some? I have my okay. own. Thank you. Just checking. Just checking, brother. But anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, um, so I decided to send the mayor a text and the, ma- the, 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 the text was like this. I said, Mr. Mayor, why don't you issue a stay at home order for Little Rock? That way the governor would then issue a stay at home order for the state. <laughs> You get that right? <laughs> he would. If 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 Mayor Frank Scott Jr. issued a stay-at-home order for Little Rock, Asa would be on TV this evening doing saying the doing the yeah. same thing because he didn't want Mayor Frank Scott to upstage him. That's where all this began. It's the same with Donald Trump. Okay? It's the same with Donald Trump. They don't yeah. want they don't like to be upstaged because they really have no facts or basis. Okay? The, I mean, the governor and the mayor man have done a really good job. Well, I, look, look, I'm just saying. Now, I, I can't say anything about the president or anybody else, but I, I'm really I, I applaud the mayor. Why won't he issue a stay-at-home order? Let me finish my what what. Okay. So, uh the mayor responded back to me that it's kind of out of his hands because it's under the um I want to say the um um, the uh, the Homeland Security Act or something that they recently passed where he has to go through the governor in order to issue a stay-at-home uh, alert for Little Rock. So he can't do it, but I appreciate him uh, educating me on that. But, I mean, I was kind of being tongue-in-cheek about it because it took a couple of days before the governor came out. Frank had already started doing his stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he had, he had already. I mean, I want to say it was about a week. Like I said, he's done a great job, man. You know, it was. A, you need some chapstick. I got some. You want some? <laughs> hate, hate, hate him. But Mayor Frank Scott had been had. I want to say it was at least a week before we heard anything from the 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 governor right. on this issue. Right. Am I is my timeline about right? You're, you're close. And then the governor comes out and starts doing his little stuff, all right, which, I mean, he's not doing enough because I heard a great piece this morning. It was, uh, it was called uh, The Partisan Pandemic. And what it boils down to, and by the way, I actually posted uh, 
the article to this young lady uh, that was in the New York Times, and we're going to talk a little bit about this. It's called The Religious Rights Hostility to Science is Crippling Our Coronavirus Response. Okay? So many of these, these Republican governors are catering to some of these religious zealots, so to speak. So I just thought I'd, I was just wondering whether or not the, uh, the mayor had any power. Because, look, at the end of the day, and what this article talks about is this virus doesn't care what color you are, what political persuasion you are. All it cares about is it's looking for a host. All right? And it's time out for these people to start stop playing politics with the lives of people. And at this point, Arkansas is the only southern state that has not issued a stay-at-home order. Now, Florida did it reluctantly. They're talking about over the next week to 10 days, it's going to get nasty in Florida. Georgia's governor just yesterday, now check this out, Brian Kemp, who is the governor of Georgia, said yesterday that he didn't realize that the virus could be passed. Just yesterday. Now, isn't the CDC in Atlanta? Just proximity has nothing to do with this, man. Don't you think that the governor in in in, in Georgia probably could have picked up the phone and called the CDC? Where we are, this April 3rd, right? Am I right? Is that about right? April 3rd? Yep, April 3rd. And this pandemic has been raging at least since January. Wouldn't it be incumbent on the governor of the state, considering that you of all people, I got the CDC right up the street in my corner, and all I got to do anytime, anything like this, I'm going to lead on this issue because all I got to do <laughs> is call the CDC. I don't know. Um <clears throat> There are a lot. There, there's been a lot of misinformation about the about the virus. And again, like I said, if you watch Fox News for any extended period of time, then it was obvious um, that 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 happens. I mean, it's just obvious. It's just obvious that it happens. So what you're saying is that Brian Kemp was watching Fox News, possibly. And I mean, how could you how could you say April third or April second that you didn't know that it, <laughs> you know, that it was I, transferable? I'm 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 getting the the exact words because it was stunning. It was stunning because at okay here we go. <clears throat> All right, that's Dr. Sanjay Gupta is responding to Brian Kemp's remarks. <clears throat> Check this out. Anderson Cooper and Dr. Sanjay Gupta recently discussed remarks by Georgia Governor Brian Kemp in which he claimed he recently learned that the coronavirus can be spread by asymptomatic people. You get that, right? So... This is the one thing that they've been saying from day one, that asymptomatic people, which means that you could have the virus, yet you're not showing any signs of the virus, 
You can spread it. That was the number one thing they were saying. Hell, kindergartners know that now. Man, I was trying to go to the bathroom at a public place the other day, and I got tackled by kindergarten because he was running to the sink. Sorry, sir. I had to wash my hands. I said, that's all right, little brother. Whoop your butt out. You come out. You got issues. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's a governor who is so ignorant. All these people are getting sick and dying, and you as a governor don't even take time out to decide how can this affect my state? Mm. Are, are these the people that Republicans are electing? See, what that says, and that speaks to the article that was written in the Washington Times, I mean the Washington Post, uh, about these Republicans and how they feel about science. That's the problem here, man. That all of these guys, all of them, are refusing to accept science. Yet they live every day with science. It's just amazing to me. This article talks about as far back as 2008, Robert, that people were concerned about viruses. They were going to be because of global warming, that we were going to see more viruses, and then you throw in the fact that the, the, the world is more, it, it's, it's a commute now. You can jump on a plane and go to China or Indonesia or Russia. It's much more easier for these viruses to become hitchhikers. Imagine this for a moment. If you've ever had bed bugs, and I have, and this is a great analogy. I went to an event and stayed at a hotel. I want to say it was, it was in Los Angeles. Unbeknownst to me, this was my first experience with bed bugs. Okay. okay? And if you ever have an experience with bed bugs, you'll understand what I'm talking about. All right. All right. So unbeknownst to me, because I had been traveling, had never, never had a problem with bed bugs. And for some reason, out west that year, and I want to say this was about 2010, the, the bed bug infestation was higher than it had ever been, according to the reports. Okay. I picked up bed bugs on my luggage. By the time I came, when I got back, after about a week and a half, two weeks, I was waking up with bites. Didn't realize that they were bed bugs. And the bed bugs are so bold okay. that they don't care that you know that they're going to bite you. They will crawl on you no matter what. Okay. You can be sitting there watching TV. Damn, bed bugs. Okay. okay. So... The point I'm making is this. Hmm. Okay. Uh, hell. The point <laughs> I'm making is this. Is that now when I travel, the first thing I do when I go in the room is that I pull back the sheets. Okay. I look in the closet and I check for bed bugs. So you can see them? Oh, yeah. You can see them. You can see them? Yeah, you can uh, see them. Okay. Okay. So my point is this, man. 
that after all of this experience that we've had with the coronavirus, okay, wouldn't it behoove a governor to say, hey, although my state ain't being infested, you know, it doesn't have an infestation yet, I'm going to check, I'm going to pull back the sheets and check in the closet, check with the people that I know to keep us keep this from happening to my state. Wouldn't that be feasible? I guess not for a Republican. There you go. Just answer my own question. So Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, is a nutbag. And I don't care what you say about Asa Hutchinson. He needs to issue a stay-at-home order because at the end of the day, Arkansas is like Florida in a lot of respect. There are a lot of older people who come to Arkansas to retire, okay? And if we get hit with a big wave, which they're talking about in the next eight to ten days, we're going to be in trouble. And then you're going to say, what you going to say about the economy then? I'm just saying. Now, if you're going to leave restaurants open, by the way, let me ask you a question. I was thinking about this, Robert. I thought about you this morning. You know, over the last week to ten days, we've been having a little – kerfuffle about who should be bailed out and who should not right okay and your argument has been well you got to bail out the 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 travel industry because they have this many jobs and you got to bail out so-and-so because they have this many jobs and you got to pay it bail out so-and-so because they have this many jobs let me ask you a question okay is there one industry that employs more people than anyone else? One industry. Who would you think it would be? Or who would you think would be a high a high industry uh employer? Tough question to answer, man. I didn't Walmart really... is the largest employer. Okay. Um that's worldwide. That's well, not even, that's that's not in the United States. Even in the United States, I think they're the largest. Hold on, I think they're the largest in the United States. They might be, but what would happen? Let's. What if I told you that Walmart had to lay off all of its employees? How many do they have? Have you looked it, looked it up yet? Yeah, Walmart's the largest. How much? How many employees do they have? Does it say one point five million? They're not the largest. Then who's the largest? You talk. Well, Walmart you has. Indus- a, you said Wal- industry. Industry. You're talking about an individual company. We're talking about industries. It'd probably be the. Uh, well, somebody said the medical industry. No. Okay. Who? The restaurant industry. Okay. So your point is that should get a bailout too. They they have over since this. I'm not disagreeing. Listen, listen, I'm not, let, let, go ahead. listen, go ahead. listen. Let me throw my facts at you first. They have, according to the Restaurant Association, their trade group, three to five million people have lost their jobs due to this pandemic. Three to five million. I had no idea, and I spent a lot of my life in the restaurant business early on. I had no idea that they employed that many people. But when you think about it, 
and just imagine the restaurants you go to and all over the country every little town has a has a restaurant or fast food joint should they get a bell out i think they should okay at least you're being consistent i was hoping to argue with you a little bit no i think they should <laughs> at least you're being consistent yeah i mean hey if you're gonna bail out if you're gonna at this point you don't have a choice but to bail out but to bail out but everybody here's the sad thing about it most of those people are not gonna get any money who's that according to the article i heard, well according to the report i saw this morning many of those people that's in the in fact guy fietti uh who is got famous on uh the food network um they have put together a fund now mm-hmm. where they are uh and it kind of reminded me of St. John's, but here's the difference. Okay. And I mean St. Mark. Mark's. Um, they have put together a fund where they're going to be able to pay bills and try to keep keep salaries. And I think as of this morning, they've already collected a million dollars for this fund. Okay. Now, that's a drop in the bucket as far as what they're going to need. But I thought that was pretty interesting, and I kind of chuckled because I laughed about laughed because of the question I just asked you, and then I thought about Saint Saint Mark's and their the pitiful ten percent that they're gonna give from other people's money. <laughs> Stop it, man! I mean, Saint Mark is doing what Saint Mark does. Oh man! But so. I think everybody deserves a bailout, and and and. The, the hope here is is that everybody will get some form of compensation for mm-hmm. for what we're going through currently. I don't think they should. I don't think anyone should get a bailout. I think this. I think we should let capitalism be capitalism, survival of the fittest. I don't know how to respond to you right now, David Cole. Wait a minute, you're the capitalist. That's the craziest thing in the world. But you're the capitalist. And capitalists need bailouts. Okay, so if but but can but can you say bail out? I can say socialism. I don't give a damn what you call it. Okay. So I get the check. Have you ever noticed though, but it like as of late, it seems like every ten years capitalism needs socialism to save it. We don't need socialism to save it. We're just accepting of socialism. When it's beneficial to us. Well, it's but again, when it's beneficial acor- to us, according to the politicians, we gotta we gotta become socialists to save capitalism. Well, I need it, so let's do it. Let's hook it up. Okay, I just I was just asking, sir. I just I was just asking. You know, I just say it. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. You know. By the way, some of these churches, uh, the church. Uh, let's see. I think the. Um, the governor in Florida and the governor in Texas has decided that they will not issue stay-at-home orders for churches. Churches are essential to communities. So they are going to let people go ahead and go to church on Sundays. Many of these churches are right-wing Republican-leaning churches. So tell me if I'm wrong, because, you know, if I'm wrong, I like to be right. Okay, you're wrong, Dave. Is it wrong to say that, okay, go to church? 
is it wrong to say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I hear you. Mm. Is it wrong for me to say that? All right. It's kind of like the the preacher in Africa who said that God, he was so holy that he could walk on water. And when he walked out into the lagoon, he was consumed by alligators. Okay. No one stopped him. They said, go, Reverend, go. Go, Reverend, go. Ooh, Dave. Dave, people, people like you. Uh, Ross said, ask Dave how much is his church giving back to the community for the corona relief? 10% of, 10% of St. Mark is huge. Uh, 10 per, that 10% that St. Mark is talking about is not coming out of their pocket, according to the article. That money is going to come from donations that people make. Hello? Respond. I'm just saying. Hey. I'm 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 going by the article. The article said that they want people to make donations. Any donations that they that is from April to July, any donations that didn't say offering, that didn't say tithes. That said that if I make a a ten thousand donation to St. Mark, they're gonna give ten percent of that money to those businesses. I can't read the reply. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So they're going to keep 90% and they're going to give 10% to the people that need it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sorry if you're mad, but don't get mad at me. Get mad at your church for trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Ain't nobody no suckers. I shouldn't have read you that. You just love to... You just love to turn the knife. What? 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 Article was wrong. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I'm going by the article. Now, until I see otherwise or a correction, okay, then I'm going to go by the article. She said, check the facts. Because we know there are some malfeasance that goes on over there at that church. Hello, you want to go there with me today? It's Friday, baby. Come on. Come on. Jesus, put your hands down, man. Now, I, you know, people don't be are, playing people with me. Are, don't don't play are, with me, Robert. People are going to defend their church. I don't mind them defending their church. They're going to they're going to defend the mark, and I don't, I don't, I don't think they should. I mean, that is their. Is that the same church that built a community center that wouldn't let the community use it? Is that the same church? You want to go there with me, Dave? You you want to go there with me today on a Friday? Stop. We have listeners. We want to. We want to endear them to us, Dave. Hey, I'm just saying, man. If I'm gonna make a donation to you, those people deserve every penny that I'm gonna donate to you. It don't. You don't take ninety percent. Hello. Jeez. Y'all want to go there with me today? Y'all, you want to go there with me today? It's Friday, bro. Bring what you got for a poke shop. That's what I'm saying. I got some. I got some rib rub. I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. Don't get mad at me. Get mad at the people who wrote the article because that's what it said. I'm just saying how wrong. If that article is true, that's wrong. If I'm going to donate some money to you for a cause that you believe in, you give all that money to that cause, 
just and I'm not just talking about St. Mark's. I'm talking about Goodwill. I'm talking about the American Red Cross. I'm talking about all of them. All of these so-called charities masquerading to pay off big-time executives. That's a bunch of crap. And if your church is doing that, then, yeah, you deserve, you deserve to be chastised. She said the community uses the church every day. Good. Change in policy, said, huh? Said, yes, let's go there. Ooh. Change in policy. Well, she can pick up the Ooh. phone and call 855-525-5683. Hello. Hey, the largest industry in the United States is education and health and health services. So okay. that's the largest industry in mm -hmm. the United States. Oh, they according to Russ, that's the same church that got state gift funds to buy high definition color TVs and cameras. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just saying. That's the wrong church for people to be trying to come at folks because I can go deeper. But I won't. Okay, thanks. Don't, 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 don't play with me today. It's Friday. Pastor Porner might be listening. Mm. We don't want to do that. Speaking of which. Come on, man. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> don't play with me. You okay. cut no folks. Don't play with me. I'm just saying. Eight five 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 two five five six, which brings me to the other conversation. Have you heard about your girl Juanita Bynum? No, I missed that one. You hadn't heard about this, right? I have and not. I know some of y'all probably support her too. Which reminds me, how much money has TD Jakes donated to the cause? Hello, what about uh, what about Juanita Bynum? How much money has she donated to the cause? I just want to know. Let me ask you, what about Benny Hinn? Benny Hinn is worth $70 million. How many masks has he bought? You know what? Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, he flew a plane to China, spent $2 million of his own money, a football owner, a team owner. And brought masks back to the United States. How much money does Third Creflo Dollar own? He's got a sixty million dollar jet, and he makes thirty million a year. He's worth thirty million. How much money, or how many masks has he bought? Hmm. Y'all want to go there with me today? What about TD? TD Jakes is worth one hundred forty-seven million. I mean, who would be who would be comfortable wearing a mask from China, though? Would you be comfortable <laughs> wearing a mask from China? <laughs> That's where they're all coming from. You have, your medicine even comes from China. I don't take medicine. Okay, well, so. good for you. You got something that came from China, trust me. Okay? Let me finish this right real fast. Okay. Kenneth Copeland, $850 million. How much? How, how many masks has he bought? How, what about ventilators? Pat Robinson, $100 million. Joyce Meyer, $25 million. Joe Olsen, $110 million. How many masks have them folks bought? Hey, preaching pays, man. That's a good profession. You thing. ain't lying, because when I tell you about what Juanita Bynum is doing, you're going to say, damn. Okay, what's she doing? Let me let me pull it up for you. <laughs> Russ says those masks are the same ones you can buy at the Dollar Tree. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But y'all killing me. <laughs> I'm just trying to have some fun today. Y'all taking this too serious, okay? 
Y'all just too serious today. I'm trying to have some fun. <laughs> okay. All right, Robert. All right. So, yeah, Juanita Bynum apparently is selling a prayer kit. Really? Okay. That's wonderful. What comes in a prayer kit? A now, mask? I'm glad you ask. And unfortunately, a mask is not one of the things that comes in the bracket. Okay, what comes in the bracket? You would tend to believe. What comes in the bracket? So she don't get, you don't get a mask. You would tend to believe that a mask would be in this bracket. Do you get a corona test? A test? No, uh, no, no, you no? don't get a test strip either. No, no, no test. You kit. don't get a swab. What do you get? She, she doing? She doing like Reverend Ike? She sending you uh, the prayer cloth. She you the prayer cloth for two dollars. <laughs> Gotta give it two dollars for the prank. No, you did just bring up Reverend Ike. Reverend Ike was a man. <laughs> Come back in the day, man. I remember driving around with my mom in the car on Sunday mornings, and okay, okay, why, boy? They be running the Reverend Ike commercials, and he be saying, "Just donate two dollars for the prayer cloth, and just lay it on." You know, that's kind of what Parliament got. Got that is you know that part in uh, P Funk where they say whatever part of your body I want you to just lay it on the radio. Yeah. I, I think that's where they got that from. But anyway, <clears throat> Russ, hey Russ, don't get ahead of me, Russ, because you're gonna make me laugh. Okay, so she's selling prayer kits to cover people from the COVID nineteen by wearing a five a.m. prayer T-shirt. A prayer shawl. Russ just said that you can use the shawl as a mask. You can double. <laughs> a bottle of olive oil. A water bottle. I guess there's no holy water in there. Maybe maybe she can put some water in there and pray over it and it'll get holy. And a prayer handkerchief. Okay? Right. Now, now, Robert, let me ask you something. How much you think that's going to go for? Uh, probably five bucks. <laughs> uh, 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 guess how again. Much? How much? I give you three, two more guesses. That's you've had one. Guesses. Come on, no. two more guesses. No, come on. I said five dollars. Robert, play my, along. That's my best and final. No, it can't be your best and final. We're uh, oh, let, wait a minute. Let me. I got something for that. Hang on, no, minute. Hang that's on. my best and final. No, we. I got some game show music for you. Okay. All right, Robert, here we are today. Yesterday, you missed our great game, and we might go back to that and play golf or rally. In fact, I think we will, but before we do that, how much is the Juanita Bynum prayer kits? Six dollars. Seven dollars. Uh, 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 uh. That's the price. For a very low price of $133, you too can get a Juanita Bynum prayer kit. What? How many she sold? <laughs> $133 I can get it for. Lord have mercy. Now, <clears throat> I'm laughing, but this is really pathetic. Because, see, you people that defend this kind of mess are part of the problem. Many of you all will be sitting up in these churches on Sunday and, and spreading and catching all kinds of viruses. Okay, so don't get mad at me because I believe in science. You know, I believe that you can calculate the speed of gravity. I do. 
I believe that there is global warming going on because all you got to do is live right here in Little Rock, Arkansas, and check out this damn weather. Hello? In fact, you can live anywhere in the country. When I was in Hawaii a year ago, the people in Hawaii was even saying, this is not normal. This weather is not normal for Hawaii. During the time that I was there, it was supposed to be pouring down rain. That was the rainy season. It wasn't even raining. The two and a half weeks I was there, hell, I was sitting back like a fat rat on the beach every day. That's, that's good, right? Oh, it was good for me because the beach scene was happening, dog. Woo! Anyway, I believe in science. And when you start saying that you're going to defy science, just because of your religion. Look, I ain't mad that you worshiping. I'm mad that you're putting my life in danger. That's what I'm mad about. Mississippi now has the highest rate of the coronavirus, corona hospitalizations in the United States. You know what their governor said a couple of weeks, a week, no, it wasn't even a couple of weeks, a week ago. What did he say? He said, we're not going to issue a stay in place, stay at home. We ain't China. You dumbass. Hello. Again. Let me read that headline again. again. Mississippi now has the highest rate of coronavirus hospitalizations in the United States. Where's Mississippi, Robert? Is, does it border Arkansas? It does. Now, do you think the virus is going to say, Hey, that's Arkansas over there. We ain't going to Arkansas. <laughs> you got issues. I'm just asking for a friend. You get this, right? I get that. Come on, man. We got if we're gonna solve this problem, we have got everybody has to take responsibility. Everybody. I know it's tough staying at home. I know some of y'all ain't used to seeing your spouses. You know what I'm saying? It's tough. I know some of y'all ain't used to seeing them little badass kids you've been dumping off on these teachers. I'm, I'm just being real here. Somebody has got, you know. The yeah, let's check, though. There's got to be a reason. That, that It's got to be a reason other than the people just idiots that, they're, uh, that they have the highest rate. <clears throat> Mississippi has 2 million people. Now let's see how that breaks down. Age and sex. And oh, by the way, why are you looking that up? All you black folks, you know who, who are getting the least amount of testing? Who's that? Black people. How so? Because most of the testing is going to rich people. How so? Black and brown people, according to the report this morning on MSNBC, are not getting tested. Why not? Good question. Ignorance. Are they going to be tested, Dave? Some of, them, some of them are going. Some of them are being denied. There was a story I read last week where the lady went, felt ill, told her to go back home. She ends up dying. She's black. She was black. In Little Rock? It wasn't in Little Rock. So they've been monitoring this, and they're looking for numbers right now. How many black people are actually getting tested? 
See, this is not what y'all are paying attention to. So while y'all are getting mad at me and y'all running up in these churches on every Sunday, not realizing that you can infect a whole community, right? Look, you know what the CDC just said yesterday? You know, the new thing is that they recommend that everybody wear a mask. And they're saying that even if you have to tie a bandana across your face, wear a mask. They weren't saying that two weeks ago. Because now they're telling us they don't know how the disease is being transferred. They've been saying it from day one. Well, no, they said in the beginning it was transferred through metal. That's what they thought. I'm just saying I saw doctors who were saying we honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they were just Those were just regular precautions, right? you know, to try and stem it. But now they're saying that the, mad, that the, that the virus is aerosol. They used to say if you got droplets. But now that means that even when you talk, whether you see it or not, you release aerosol droplets of saliva. And the coronavirus. So you coronaring me up right now? You might be you up. might be hooked up like a big I dog. Back up another six feet, you know, you might be hooked up like a big dog. So my point being is this, folks, is that right now we don't have time to be listening to people who don't know what they're talking about. That includes your president. The only people that I'm gonna listen to are doctors, nurses. PhDs in epidemiology, virology, and infectious diseases. I don't even want to hear anything else. Because remember, initially they said, oh, well, this disease is only going to kill older people. Well, guess what? It's killing young people now as well. They're saying basically that the virus has metastasized. Okay? It has changed. Which viruses do. They adapt. Okay? So, all I'm asking you all to do is pay attention. That's all I'm doing. Don't go up in these churches. You as black people, you know better. Because here's the bottom line. If you go and look at any medical study, we already know that black people, they tell, they tell you that when it comes to pain therapy, Black people are the least people who gets the best pain therapy. They're more reluctant to give you medication for pain than other races. They're more reluctant to test you with, um, with heart disease than other races. You go and look after study after study. Black people are the last on the totem pole to get any medication whatsoever or medical help. That's not me saying it. Go out and look for yourself. It runs the gamut of study after study from various things. So it stands to reason that black people are going to be the last to be tested for this virus. Now, if we want to really, really believe the conspiracy theorists, see, they're trying to kill us off. <laughs> so if that's the case, why y'all running up in these churches on Sundays? If you want them to give your tithes, there are plenty of ways you can give your tithes now, your offerings. But at the end of the day, you don't need to have your butts up in these churches. Stop being a negative, Nancy. Okay? Debbie All right. So y'all go right ahead. Okay? Go right ahead. When I go to the grocery store now, I got five masks in my car right now. I've got gloves in my car right now. 
The only reason I don't have them on right now is because you're sitting across from me. And if you notice how I've been sitting in the last few week or so, I'm sitting back away from you. Not because I don't like you, and I want to reach over and touch your new beard. Oh, it's so cute. I just don't want to catch a virus. I'm just saying. All right. 855-525-5683 is the number. I know y'all mad at me. Don't I ain't worried about y'all being mad. I'm castor oil. Okay? If you take it, you're gonna get, you know you're gonna get fixed. And anybody who grew up in that era know what the hell I'm talking. If you were sick, I don't care what was wrong with you. Here, let me give you some castor oil. <laughs> Wake up the next morning, you like. I'm Superman. Hated that stuff. 855-525-5683 is the number. Next hour, we're going to play the game that I was going to play with you yesterday. It's called Rally Golf. Okay. We're going to play it again. You know I quit school because I had recess, right? This is easy. Okay. It's called Rally Golf. And and I'm going to go ahead and give you the answers. Okay. It'll be kind of like reverse black jeopardy. Oh, <laughs> the answers are rally or golf. Rally or golf? That's the answers. Okay. Rally or golf. Exactly. The answers are rally or golf. And you and you have you have to, and it's it's about ten questions. And your answer, what are the answers, Robert? Chicken or cheese? God, this is, don't make this hard on us, okay? Okay, man. Rally or golf. Oh, Rally or golf, I got you. Rally okay. or golf. Thank you, man. So coming up, <clears throat> we played Rally or Golf yesterday and had fun. So I thought I'd throw it on Robert today and have more fun. Because after all, it's Friday. And y'all are too serious. <laughs> I'm having fun today because y'all get mad at me. Okay? And whatever you do, don't send that money to St. Mark's. Stop it. Send, send it to me. Send, I promise you I will put it to good use. Maybe I could buy a ticket to get in that community center. <laughs> All right, we're going to take our top of the hour break. (laughs) It's just entertainment, folks. It's just entertainment. (laughs) You're listening to Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. Coming up after after the top of the hour, rally or golf. Back in a moment. Quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. 
These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. Hey fans, are you looking for the best chicken wings in the city? Then look no further than Great American Wings, located at 3230 Colonel Glen Road in Little Rock. Getting ready for the big game? It's Great American Wings. Getting ready for dinner for the family? It's Great American Wings. Lunch, dinner, or snacks? It's Great American Wings. No matter the size of your group or the flavor of your wings, Great American Wings got you covered. Call today at 501-406-7134 to place your order. Are you on a tight schedule and don't have time to stop by Great American wings don't fret call us up and we'll deliver your favorite flavors right to your front door that's why we're called great american wings because we aim to please don't miss out on the best wings in the city it's great american wings located at 3230 Colonel glenn road right here in little rock open daily from 10 a.m to 9 p.m great american wings is guaranteed to offer you something that'll tickle your taste buds you've tried the rest Hi, now I'm try Randy the best Hunter, it's great american wings I want to invite you to the fourth annual You Are Not Your Circumstances Conference on July the 17th through 18th. The theme is My Testimony. Located at Curtis A. Green Community Life Center, 1026 Ray Road, Jacksonville, Arkansas. The cost is $50. Learn how to master your setbacks and thrive after a devastating situation. Learn how to shift from financial distress to a healthy way of living. And learn how to break free from a toxic relationship. For more information, you can call 501-744-7491 or you can email inspiring and empowering lives at gmail.com don't forget to join me on july the 17th through 18th at curtis a green featuring me raven m hunter call 501-744-7491 or you can email inspiring and empowering lives at gmail.com i'll see you there you got it. England and East Little Rock's answer to your aggravation. The Joy Network. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. When she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away All right, welcome back to the show. Paying a little homage to Bill Withers who passed away this morning. 81 years old. Man, you young brothers and sisters who aren't familiar with Bill Withers, do yourself a favor. Go out to YouTube and simply type in Bill Withers and click play. Cliff says he'll be back to Little Rock before next year, hopefully. This lady said this morning on the news, man, this virus could last 36 months. 
I was like, wow. Okay. All right, so Robert, you ready to play? Let me get my legit game show music back up. You ready to play, Robert? Come on, Robert. You gotta you gotta be more enthusiastic than that. You could win a prize. Robert? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, here we go. You ready? Here we go. All right, let's start the show. And All right, Don Pardo. What do we have next? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the second show of Rally or Golf. Today's contestant is a man about town. He just had his beard shaved. He drives a pickup truck in Little Rock, Arkansas, but he loves to travel and he loves to eat. Former basketball star turned entrepreneur. Ladies and gentlemen, won't you welcome Robert Webb. Yeah! Yay, Robert Ray! That's my daddy! That's my daddy! <laughs> you got issues, man. How you doing, Robert? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome, Robert. Thank you very much. Thank well, you. um tell tell the audience about a little bit about you. Well, I think you just said everything. Uh you just summed it all up. Really? Sum me up pretty good. Thank you very much for that. Don't have much of a life, huh? I do not. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Okay. I just go around to crazy game shows like this, and, and that's about it. And try to make money, huh? Try to make money. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good life to live. It really is. But uh, are you ready to play rally golf? Rally or golf? Rally or golf? Golf or rally? Are you ready, Robert? I'm ready, sir. All right, here we go. Now, let me explain the rules to you. Please do. All right. Here are the rules. The answer simply is one of two, rally or golf. If you miss it, you'll get a buzzer. So when I ask you a question, just simply respond, rally or golf, okay? Okay. Now we will we will make sure you have some music so you can kind of so if you kind of get nervous, just think about how great the music is. All right. So let's let's get the music started. Don Pardo. H- here we go. All right, Robert. January 9th. Okay. No. You have to say rally or golf. Golf. Yes, golf, baby. Sorry. Okay. Okay. All right. January 14th. Golf. Rally. Sorry. You're not doing too good with this already, Robert. Okay. Let's see. January 18th. Golf. That's correct, sir. January 19th. Golf. That's correct, sir. Thank you. So you're two out of two. Well, two two and two. Thank you. January 28th. My sister's birthday. Pretty cool. Uh, No, that's not the answer. 
my sister's birthday's not the answer? No. You're uh, three and two. Two and three. Two and, how, how about two and three? I didn't answer. Okay, we we'll answer. Golf. You're two and three. Okay. All right. January 30th. Really? January 30th is a really impressive day. I'm going to say rally. You're three and three. Congratulations. Thank you. February 1st. February 1st. The month I hate the most. I'm going to say golf. That is correct. You're four and three. Woo-wee. February 10th. My grandfather's birthday. That's what's up. Uh, I'm going to say on that day, brother, I'm going to golf. Rally. You're four and four. Okay. You got to do better than this, Robert. February 15th. Oh, definitely I'm golfing on that day. February 15th. There you go. Golf. Doggy. You're four, five and four. February 19th. Rally. Six and four. February 20th. Golf. Six and five. February 21st. Really? No, it's rally. Is that that your answer, sir? Yeah, rally. Seven and five. All right, Robert, we've only got three more questions to go. February 28th. Golf. Uh, let's see. That's seven and six. That was a really pitiful buzzer, by the I'm way. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, we got some more music. Oh. Uh, March 7th. March 7th. Ah, a couple of days after my birthday. Let's say golf. Wow. Eight and six. Mm-hmm. And March 8th. This is your last question. This is a biggie. This could be for the daily double big deal of the day. What's my? What have I? How much have I won so far? Nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Riley for the last one. So you're eight and seven. You have to win. You have to at least win four over five hundred. You didn't make the cut. We're sorry. I didn't want to be on this show. No way. It's stupid. And don't nobody know what's going on here. And you know what? I never liked you, no way. My mama always watch your show, and she say, you is crazy. I didn't want to be here, no way. And by the way, thank you for the tickets. Thank you for the tickets. Security. Thank Security. Thank you for the tickets. I hate game shows, and I hate people who do game shows. I hate game show hosts. Y'all is stupid. Y'all is stupid, 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 and y'all make me sick. I hope y'all get the virus. I hate y'all game show hosts. So you know and what, and I'm not is gonna leave. You not is gonna leave. I'm not is gonna leave. I'm staying. Make me leave. You can always tell when someone's upset when they start misplacing their verbs and yeah, adverbs. They hot, they say. <laughs> so you know what those 15 dates were? No, I thought about you when this was posted. Remember the little conversation we had the other day about you were trying to defend your president? Who? And was saying that he, you know, he might have gotten distracted. Who, Jimmy Carter? Because of uh, the, the, the impeachment. I don't remember saying that. And, you know, because he didn't know about it, you know, you know. Remember that I conversation? Did, I didn't say that. What'd you say? I don't ever think I said anything like that. Uh, yeah, you did. I don't, I don't Yeah, you did. That. 
I don't remember that. If I did, I don't remember. You had just left the bar? I did. I did. I have been drinking a lot lately. But those dates, all the way back to January 9th, when this virus was rearing its ugly head, and by the way, the date January twenty eighth. Oh, so he was doing golf or a rally on those days. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Exactly. Okay. And so those days are significant. Why? Those days are significant because he was lying, saying he was paying attention to the virus. He knew what was going on when, in fact, he didn't. He okay. didn't. I got you. I okay. Got you. In fact, on January twenty eighth. Okay, when South Korea and the United States diagnosed their first, uh, their first case, right? What was he doing? Playing golf, right? He was having a rally. Oh, having a rally. Okay. And that rally that weekend, you know what he was telling people? It was a democratic hoax. Yeah, I got you now. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. I hope y'all enjoyed our our game show today. We'll be playing it more often. You know, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Now, a couple other things we want to talk about. I want to remind you all that E.W. Jackson vows to hold church services in defiance of Virginia's stay-at-home order. Well, you going to go to church. Go He's ahead. He's still going to have church, right? Now, this is that black pastor, that right-wing black pastor who so love him some Trump's Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah. Okay, this is one of them at least. So I'm just going to tell y'all. Y'all gonna go to church, okay? Y'all go to church. Go ahead. Just make sure you have a living will, okay? Don't want your relatives fighting over your property once you're gone. I'm just saying. What's 100, 150 to 200,000 people dying anyway? What is that? What is that? What is that? I don't know, but y'all go right ahead, okay? So, uh, let's see. We talked about that. Oh, let's talk a little bit. We're going to come back to uh, our boy. Uh, oh, so, you didn't hear Jared Kushner yesterday, did you? You don't watch the, the, the press conference. I didn't watch that. So, Jared Kushner yesterday <clears throat> said this, because, you know, a lot of the states are struggling to try to get supplies uh, to try to combat the coronavirus. I mean, it's really getting sad because uh, I saw a nurse this morning who was talking, and she said it's like going on a suicide mission every day she goes to work. Now, if that doesn't ring home to you, nothing will, okay? She equated to a suicide mission. Right, because they don't have the proper PPEs, the personal protection equipment, in order to do their jobs. Have you been paying attention to how many of these doctors and nurses are dying? It was amazing. This morning on MSNBC, they did a montage of the different doctors and nurses who were, di- who were dying, who were, who were working with patients who had contracted the virus. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty significant number. I mean, it was shocking. So this nurse said it's like going on a suicide mission. So here's what, and, and here's what Donald Trump's administration is doing for this equipment. Instead of purchasing it and sending it to hospitals, they're purchasing it and sending it to medical distributors. You get this, right? Capitalism, bro. Got to do what we got to do, man. Why are you upset about that? If I wasn't afraid I'd catch the coronavirus from you, I'd reach over there and choke your ass right now. 
I'm just saying, what's wrong with that? People yeah, got to people got to make you, money. Long as you you got you got that six feet, bro. But so no, yesterday, I get I get your point. Yeah, that I is, know. That is crazy. I, yeah, he's kidding. Don't start. Yeah, no, he's not kidding. Yeah, start go after. But what's really crazy is I'm on the CDC map and I'm I'm always perusing. Mm-hmm. And since you got your new your, your new little iPad, new to you. But the thing that's crazy. Since you learned how to use your new iPad, you done had it five years. <laughs> the thing that's crazy is, is that if you look, now people think that we're going to be out of this in a couple of months. And it's not. I just say, y'all. I don't think so. So let's look at Italy, right? <clears throat> so the first case of COVID in Italy was reported 59 days ago. one thirty twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Is that since then the country has has reported 101,739 cases, with 11,591 deaths. So guess what President Trump was doing on 130, 2020? Playing golf. He was at a rally. He was at a rally. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that we come down to Iran. The first case of COVID in Iran was reported 40 days ago mm-hmm. on 2 2020 mm-hmm. Since then, the country has reported 41,495 cases with 2,754 deaths. Where's Allah when you need him? Their numbers are going down. Everybody else's is going up. It's going up. up. The Netherlands, the first case of COVID, their numbers are going down also. The mm-hmm. first case of COVID was reported 32 days ago on 2 2020 Right. Since then, the country has reported 11,000. 817 cases and 865 deaths. Their numbers are going down. It says uh, new cases confirmed each day, a three-day average. This is a three-day average, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So we come to our beloved United States. It says the first case of COVID in the United States was reported on, was reported 67 days ago. 67 days ago on 1-22-2020. Since then, the country has reported 161,807 cases with 2,978 deaths. Right? That's with yesterday being the the worst day of deaths that we've seen since this outbreak. They said over a they said 1,000 people died from COVID-19 well, yesterday. The reason I brought this up is I'm curious to know what was the what what procedures were taken in the Netherlands and in Iran for their numbers to dip precipitously and why are our numbers still as high as they are? Because we've refused to follow the guidelines. Everybody else have and 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 there's a unique problem with us being a democracy and these other states that have seen a dive, uh, them being more authoritarian states. Okay. Right. Well, the U.S., so they, sh- they give us a map here. They give us a map, right? And this map is really, this map is crazy. It's really crazy. So the map shows, the map essentially shows you who's where, right? So the U.S., we're off the charts. Mm-hmm. But all the other countries, um, Spain, Italy, Germany, Iran, Belgium, China, United Kingdom, France, and the Netherlands, all their numbers are dipping. Ours are continuing to climb. Mm-hmm. So that's because y'all going to church on Sundays. Well, it ain't just church. 
No, I'm, I'm, I know it's not just church, but what I'm saying is it brings us back to the, the point I was making prior to the top of the hour, is that many of these people in America, and what I was going to say about democracy versus some of these authoritarian states, is that you've got people saying, I have a right to do this, I have a right to do that. So the government in America is reluctant to issue hard orders to make people obey. You see what I'm saying? Short of martial law, the United States theoretically can't make people stay at home. That's why the problem is, is multiplying, because people simply aren't paying attention and saying, hey, I'm, look, go, go in a grocery store today. Count, you can count on one hand how many people are going to have a mask on. You're in a grocery store. Go in a Walmart. Go in any of these. Go to the park. They said last weekend, MacArthur Park was packed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why this that's why it's important to issue these stay-at-home orders because what is happening, because you can be asymptomatic and you can pass it on to someone else. Belgium's also down. It says the first case was reported 50, 58 days ago on 2-3-2020. Since then, the um the country has reported 15,348 cases with 1,011 1, deaths. Their numbers are declining. Germany's numbers are going up, of course. And you know what they're saying? I, the, our peak is going to be within the next two weeks. Okay? Yeah. So we haven't seen the worst of it yet. China, the first case of COVID in China was reported 50, 93 days ago on 12-30-2019. Since then, the country has reported 82,432 cases and with 3,000 322 deaths. Well, However, Iran, oh, we read Iran, but uh, there are other countries. Too, their, their numbers are going down. Our numbers, again, our numbers are going to, up. Continue to grow, yeah. Uh, Italy, actually, Italy, it says Italy's numbers are going down. It says uh, new cases confirmed each day. It says the first case of COVID in Italy was reported 62 days ago. On one thirty, since then the country has reported one thousand one hundred and fifteen. But they got devastated. Two hundred and forty-three with thirteen thousand nine hundred and fifteen deaths. Right, that's what I'm saying. They were devastated. I mean, that picture of those of those bodies laying out in those coffins. Oh man, that was that was when I saw that. That's when it hit me. This stuff is real. Well, China, uh, Italy, Spain, because Spain has. Uh, Okay, so in Spain, Spain is kind of close to us, right? They're kind of close with us. So this is a scary thing. So Spain, they their uh their first case was reported a week after us, mm -hmm. a week a week after us, right? Mm -hmm. The first case of COVID in Spain was reported sixty one days ago on one thirty twenty twenty. Since then, the country has reported one thousand one hundred and twelve, uh, sixty five cases with ten thousand three hundred and forty eight deaths. Now, what's what's what what I'm seeing here, and what's starting to alarm me, is that starting to, yeah, starting to, because you're starting to see more. You're starting to see more deaths the later, um, because we're at seventy days and we're at five thousand nine hundred and twenty-six deaths mm -hmm. at ninety days, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, at seventy days, I'm sorry, we're at seventy days and we're at five thousand nine hundred twenty-six deaths. They're saying worldwide this thing is going to touch 1.3, 1. point. I think the number was 1.3 million people. 1.3 million people who are, who potentially could die from this. No, that's not worldwide. That's in America. No, I thought that was worldwide. No, 
The numbers for America only. Look, they they're saying that potentially we could lose. They they they've had uh, scales where the 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 best case scenario is according to what Dr. Fauci was saying, and he also said I think it was the day before yesterday that you know you can make the models to say whatever you want, and he's exactly right about that. But he said best case scenario we lose 150 to 200 thousand people. Okay, this wave. This wave. You understand what I mean by this wave, right? Yeah. Because it's going to circle back. He said, worst case scenario, we could lose a million people. All right? So, by the way, it's going to circle back because it's a virus. You can't kill a virus. It goes dormant. So, we're not done with this. That's why the doctor this morning on the news said, we really need to look at this for 36 months. That's three years. Well, check this out. John Hopkins has made some recommendations for municipalities, and they are uh, they need to convene an expert advisory committee to review data and emerging evidence and make recommendations to local leaders, produce and monitor special populations at risk, including people in nursing homes and assisted living facilities, use a call center to coordinate the public health response and provide clinical and social support, to people with symptoms of COVID, including testing and telemedicine, as well as isolation, contact tracing, uh, quarantine, symptom tracking, and supportive services. Establish community-based testing sites. Identify and coordinate provision of social services to people in uh, isolation and quarantine and people adversely affected by community measures to control the spread of COVID-19. Uh, deliver comprehensive, informative daily messages to the public. Use data to inform and update the response strategy. And so they're saying, hey, get get it done. Well, <clears throat> the problem is nobody's listening. At least some of these Republican governors are not. But let me get back to what Jared Kushner said. Okay. Jared Kushner said yesterday in the press conference, okay, let me let me I want to I want to read it verbatim because it was this is part of the problem. He said the notion of the federal stockpile now that federal stockpile are supplies that the federal government have stored away. You believe it or not, they've got supplies stored away for like the nuclear holocaust and things of that nature. But unfortunately, they just stored it away and didn't didn't update it. So some right. of that stuff is rotted and so on and so forth. But Jerry Kushner said this yesterday. The notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be state's stockpile that they then use. What? Yeah, that's what a lot of people said when they heard that. That's why they had to go back and replay it. Let me read it again. The notion of the federal stockpile was it's supposed to be our stockpile. It's not supposed to be states' stockpiles that they then use. Is that the most asinine statement I've ever heard? I mean, think about this. He's saying that stockpiles that was made, that was purchased by 
taxpayers' dollars. Taxpayers are dying. <coughs> but that ain't y'all's stockpile. It's the federal government's stockpile. Well, who the hell is the federal government? I'm just saying. These, this is why these cases are increasing. Because we have imbeciles that are running the cure. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're, they're basically playing, playing catch up. Because those numbers and those dates that people talked about, you're playing catch up. Had you jumped on this like a June bug, a duck on a June bug, when this first started, we would not be here today. Let us remind you that there are two state representatives who have now tested positive for the coronavirus. Did you know that? Yep. Reginald Murdoch and Vivian Flowers. Now, if I really want to put on my 10-4 hat, it's like, how is it that the two black, two black uh, uh, representatives have been tested positive? Did they sit in a seat that somebody already knew that had the virus on it? Nah. I just thought I'd throw that out there for y'all to start spreading that around on Facebook. It was a conspiracy. They tried to get rid of the black representatives. No, they should have had a stay-at-home order issued by the governor. And you would tend to believe that now that two state representatives have contracted, and here's the thing, they believe they contracted this, this, the virus while they were in a session to create a bill to help Arkansans. And they had this session, uh, where did they have the session? Um... It wasn't in the state house. It was, God, where did they have this session? I'd forgotten it was at a hotel somewhere downtown. But you would tend to believe that the governor would say, hey, but that's, re that's really hit home. Yeah. I mean, it's tough out here, man. You know. But I'm just saying. It's tough out here. It's I'm tough. It's tough. Y'all going to go to church Sunday. Go to church. Some of my enemies go to church. Y'all go. Go on. It's I, tough out here. I can recommend some y'all can go to. All right. I'm just saying. 855-525-5683. We want to talk about Al Gore. He went in on, on some of them, too. Al Gore looking kind of bad. I guess. He always looked bad. Yeah, I guess, you know, they say black don't crack. You sure ain't black. Man, you are wrong. <laughs> By the way, racial time bomb uh, in COVID-19 crisis. Pre-existing health conditions leave one group particularly vulnerable. Early Monday morning, the email arrived. The subject line began, alarm at the gate, written in all caps. Someone had died. That is always what the phrasing means. The message came via group email list contained by the fraternity I joined in college 30 years ago. A member, a younger member, a rising chef in his 30s had died. As the email read, he passed away due to immune system complications resulting from contracting COVID-19 as a type 1 diabetic. He was in Detroit, which has emerged as a hotspot for the virus. This was the third death I had heard about 
of someone with a connection to my college or a friend who went there. All relatively young, all black men, all diabetics. The two others were in New Orleans, another emerging hotspot. By the way, Wynton Marcellus's dad passed away two days ago. But not from corona. Yeah, they said it was com- corona this morning. It was corona? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is Charles Blow from the New York Times who's writing this article. Uh, I skipped down. It says, we may be waiting for a racial time bomb to explode with this disease. In the early days of the virus, the relatively few cases of uh, on the African continent, I believe, gave black people in America a false sense of security that black people may be somehow less susceptible to it. But that's not true. An African-American should not look to the Africa model. <clears throat> Even as researchers worry about Africans' vulnerabilities, some being the same issues that exist in the American South, African countries also have advantages that America, and in particular, African-Americans don't. A Berkeley economist, Edward Miguel, explained, the median age in a lot of countries is 20 or 18, much younger than in Europe, and it appears that young people who are infected are often asymptomatic or just get a cold. The median age in the United States is 38. Furthermore, some African nations have a medical infrastructure experienced in dealing with pandemics and in many cases, people still live in rural areas. So think about that, what, what he just said. He just said that Africa has a better medical infrastructure than the United States in dealing with pandemics. How could that be? How could that be? Well, they're, that, they're expected that the, in their in that country they're expecting it more than we are in America. Well, they've they've had to deal with pandemics over the years, right? So okay, um, and that's part of it. But a uh, couple of other blogs here because uh, this is why I'm bringing this up because the black community is going to get hit if we're not careful. But what is most worrisome is the racial disparity in prior health conditions that exist in the United States. As Bloomberg reported about a study of the deaths in Italy, almost half of the victims suffered from at least three prior illnesses and about a fourth had either one or two previous conditions. More than 75% had high blood pressure. About 35% had diabetes and a third suffered from heart disease. According to the CDC and prevention, high blood pressure is most common in non-Hispanic black adults, 54%. And black people have the highest death rates from heart disease. As of diabetes, a 2015 National Medical Association Scientific Assembly held in Detroit, where my friend died, delivered these stark statistics. African-American patients are more likely than white patients to have diabetes. The risk of diabetes is 77% higher among African-Americans than among non-Hispanic 
white Americans, the rates of diagnoses and of diabetes in non-Hispanic African Americans is 18% compared to 7.1%. The group went on to say in 2006, African Americans with diabetes are were 1.5 times more likely to be hospitalized and 2.3 times more likely to die from diabetes than non-Hispanic whites. Now, why am I reading that to you? I'm telling you that is because black people and our community is more susceptible to dying from COVID-19 than other communities because of pre-existing conditions like high blood pressure, like heart disease, like kidney disease, like diabetes, all of those. As I said last week, that if you take a pill for an ailment, you are susceptible to this disease and you could die. Now, I'm circling back around. If you are a responsible minister of your flock, a black minister to be precise, you should be telling your community, your church community, to shelter in place. You should be demanding that they follow the guidelines that is set forth by the CDC. Because what we do know is that this virus attacks weakened immune systems. That's not conjecture. That's not a guess. That's not an educated guess. That's a fact. So let me ask you all again, black people. Why are y'all going to these churches on Sunday? And maybe you might be healthy. You know, I'm fortunate. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have diabetes. I don't have heart disease. I don't have any of those traditional diseases that many black people have. I'm fortunate. My mom is 94 years old. My aunt lived to be 97 I've got a lot of older people or relatives who lived to ripe old ages. They say those are good genes. Not bragging. I'm just fortunate. But you know what? I do have a bad back. I, I have had surgery. Now, that might not be top of the list, but I'm paranoid. I'm not taking chances. When I go in stores, I cover up. I wear a mask. I wear gloves. You should too. Because let's say, for instance, there is a conspiracy to destroy black people. COVID-19 could very well be it. If you are one of those tinfoil hat wearing people and you think that there's a conspiracy to destroy black people and the government has put this virus out to try to kill off, depopulate the world. Then doesn't it stand the reason that you start paying attention? 
doesn't it stand the reason that you start doing everything you can to keep from getting this virus? Hello? Give me an example. I'm going to give you, tell you something personal. When the AIDS epidemic hit, I would argue that part of the reason that I ended up seeking a wife and getting married was because of the AIDS epidemic. Don't get me wrong, I loved my wife at the time. But you know what I said prior to me getting married a couple of years? I said, I got to get out of these streets. AIDS is running rampant. The lie was that only homosexual gay men were getting AIDS, which in fact, it could be transmitted regardless. I changed my lifestyle. I stopped partying. I stopped kicking it with my boys. You know, I stopped chasing women. All of that stuff that I was doing, I changed my lifestyle because I didn't want to catch the AIDS virus. Even today, we all have changed our lifestyles because of the fear of AIDS. We were scared. If you caught that disease, you could potentially die. Why aren't you afraid of the COVID-19 virus? Because if you catch that disease, you could potentially die. And if you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, you have any of those issues, you could die. A very dear friend of mine, you all, many of you all know her, her name is Tamika Keener. Tamika Keener has lupus. I texted Tamika the other day and so just checked on her and said, how you doing? Make sure you take care of yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. She said, I am. If you know Tamika, Tamika is one of the, 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 the prettiest women you'll ever meet. And I'm not just talking about on the outside. She's gorgeous on the outside. But inside, what this woman has had to endure just to stay alive is a book within itself, which she's about to write. And I was concerned about her. And another friend of mine who's a lupus patient, I sent her a text message. Said, hey, you take care of yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. Why aren't y'all doing this? This is why if you're going to these churches, these black churches, how irresponsible can you get? This makes no sense to me. You love mama, you love daddy, you love G-Ma, Gigi, Nene, whatever you call them. Because I guarantee you, somebody in your family has high blood pressure. I guarantee you somebody in your family has diabetes. I guarantee you that somebody has heart disease. You guarantee it? According to the statistics, yes. These are the three main killers of black people in our community. Those three I just named. Diabetes, high blood pressure, and heart disease. The three main killers. So that means that your immune system has already been compromised. If you get COVID-19, 
you're going to have a heck of a time. That doesn't mean you're going to die. But I sure as hell wouldn't want to find out. So why are y'all going to these churches? Y'all help, y'all help me, man. I know y'all get mad at me sometimes. But I'm trying to have a real conversation here. Why are y'all going up in these churches? I'm not trying to say anything about your faith or your religion. But sometimes you got to have common sense. And you are predisposed, according to the statistics, the majority of black people in this country are predisposed to catch and die from this disease. And then you're going you're gonna to listen to someone who got his, his divinity degree off a wall from Walmart. <laughs> Sorry, Dave, I didn't mean to laugh. I'm just saying, I, well, that, was, that was a good line, though. Yeah, I, I, that was a, very that good was a good line, line though. Yeah, it was. Somebody said, push him off his soapbox. I can't push him off that soapbox. Stay up there, Dave. Be careful. I'm just saying, man. I, look, we have to start taking care of ourselves. This is a country that has proven to us beyond a shadow of a doubt that it doesn't give a damn about black people. I don't need to delineate all of the, all of the facts related to that. Do I? Thank you, Robert. I was hoping you didn't say yes. <laughs> this country has proven it doesn't care about black people. So why would this country care if black people began to die from COVID-19? Why would it? That's a question you need to ask yourself. I'm just simply saying, folks, we have to take this serious. I think I'm getting covered from this whole conversation right here. I feel it right now. I well, feel you, hot. Oh, My stomach's starting wait, to boil. You need to back up a uh, little bit. I have diarrhea. Mm. I mean, everything's that's happening that's right probably now, from Dave. That's probably from lunch. Everything's happening right now, Dave. Man, that's not you good. You are making me literally sick right now. Yeah, okay. I'm calling on you, Dave. I'm calling you in. Well, maybe you need to go and have someone to lay hands on you. <laughs> you are a sick man. He's <laughs> a, <sick> <sighs> a sick brother, dude. <sighs> man. I'm just saying, man, this is, I, I'm telling you, this is an unco- uncomfortable time, folks. Things will only get better. You know, it's, and this is, this is not going away. It's going to be here for a while. Y'all have got to pay attention to this. Got to pay attention. Eight five 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 two five five six eight three. Just let me just quote Dr. King about these churches, and I'm gonna leave it alone. Okay. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. If the church does not recapture its prophetic zeal, it will become an irrelevant social club without moral and spiritual authority. Dave, can you do me a favor? Yes, Robert. What would you like? Can you say I'm just saying one more time for me, please? I'm just saying. Thank you, Dave. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, man. Y'all so funny. By the way, gas is down. I saw, what is the cheapest you've seen gas? Uh, 189, I think. Where the hell are you going? I think I saw 189. I passed by it. It was 189. When? Yesterday, I want to say. Oh, no, dude. It's been it's been in the one seventies for at least a week now. Really, I haven't seen one seventy. Are you serious? Maybe I'm dyslexic. Maybe I'm seeing something else. Well, it's it's down. The cheapest I've seen is one forty eight. 
I actually had to go back into the store and get some change, get my get get my change. Cause I put twenty bucks in my tank, filled it up, and it starts spitting out on the ground like it, I, I got to thinking it was back in the old days, boy. I mean, I got to start thinking about riding through MacArthur Park. You could get three dollars and ride all day, man. Yeah. I got to it spit out, man. It was like I, I had to go back in and get my thirty nine cent. Man, do you remember the days where you get ten dollars worth of gas and you have man, a tank? You I was half a tank of gas. Man, remember I told you we used to chase the sun. That's what we do. Yeah, we man. put we. We put ten. It was five dollars for me, five dollars for my cousin. Throw it in the tank, and boom, we riding. We riding. Back in the day, man, forty dollars, man, you could do a whole lot with forty dollars. That was that was a full tank of gas, and probably two two cases of beer. Hey, there you go. You could get it on. Yeah, but it's down to a dollar forty eight, and let's see, out on out on sixty fifth and I thirty, and there are three stations right there. So they're all a dollar forty-eight. That's the cheapest I've seen so far. Okay, that's the cheapest I've seen. So gas prices are plummeting. A lot of people, unbeknownst to them, think it's due to the coronavirus. No, that's not why gas prices are plummeting. It's plummeting because the Saudi Arabians and the Russians are in a trade war. So in order to spite the Russians. The Saudis decided that they were going to cut the prices on oil. A couple of days ago, the, the uh, Trump administration had a meeting with the Saudis begging them to increase their, uh, their rates again. Uh, the Saudis came out of their meeting and cut the rates even more. Now, the sad thing about it is that this would be a great time because, you know, usually around this time, gas usually starts creeping up. No, usually around election time, gas prices start going down. No, well, it starts creeping up because people are going on spring break and it's summer. Yeah, well, people are traveling. Usually, okay. usually during election time, it usually goes down to about five cents because people are like, man, you no know, gas is cheap now. You know, usually around election time, mm. every election cycle. Yeah, gas was cheap and you were paying two dollars and fifty cent a gallon. Well, for a long time, our gas prices. Everybody said our gas prices have been artificially low, so to go up to one dollar, to go up fifty cent or a dollar. That's okay. They're saying that's about the norm. Mm. So our gas prices have been artificially low for a very long time. Well, it's been lower than most states. I've because I've traveled. Well, I over, mean, in the in the United States. Yeah, period. but it's been low down here in Little Rock. Period. It yeah. really has, you know. But now it's even worse. Well, not worse for us. I mean, I think it's a good thing. I'm I'm thrilled about it, you know. But unfortunately, you got these cheap ass gas prices, and you can't go nowhere. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I mean that that's the sad thing about it. I mean I could I could fill up my car now. I could probably get to Chicago in two with two tanks. Back in the day it was at least three, three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. I could drive to Nashville now. It took me well, I could drive to Nashville on on a on a three quarters of a tank. You can drive to Memphis now for a quarter tank of gas. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Dollar and forty nine cents. It's a good price, player. Dollar and forty nine cents. How much is gas where you are? I, I, uh, oh, here's the other thing I want to talk about real fast. So I've got a friend who is a valet at a local hospital. Have you you've seen these valets? They wear red and black, mm-hmm. 
and you come up, you drive up, and if you wanna want them to park your car, they charge you a fee, ten bucks to park your car. Yeah, just I mean, y'all have dealt with valets before. Hell, if you go to Vegas, you better get a valet. <laughs> but uh, uh, but anyway, so I was talking to her, and she was headed to work. I said, "Hey, baby, wear your mask." And your gloves. She said, well, I got my gloves and my mat in my pocket. She said, I don't have a mask. I said, wait a minute. Are you telling me that the hospital are not furnishing you all masks? She said, no. As a matter of fact, my supervisor says it's unprofessional to wear a mask. What? Now, understand what her job is. Her job is to valet Sick patients' cars. You get this, right? Yeah. Her, she is the first contact. Theoretically, when she gets in someone's car, and you're telling her that you can't. Number one, the hospital does not furnish them mask. Is that crazy? Right. And then number two, her supervisor told her that it was unprofessional. So are you telling me that these valet people who park your car, they are expendable? This is what I'm having a problem with with this whole valet thing. I mean, with this whole virus thing. That it seems to me, and there, there, there are more and more reports going out, that it seems to me that rich people are getting the test. If they want to test, they're getting tests. It's the poor folks that can't get tests. I don't know what to say to that, Dave. I am really right now very emotional. Why are you emotional? Because the show's almost over. Well, and yeah. you won't be able to rant anymore today. Well, Maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah, can. I'll be ranting on, on uh Maybe tomorrow on the, on the, the weekly sports on the magazine. Weekly sports magazine. You can yeah, rant. I'll be but ranting in the right morning. Now, 8 to 10 a.m. right on Joy Net Radio. You can't rant anymore. Yeah. And that really makes me sad. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking about Michael Jordan. You know, he's got a new. I'm glad you brought that up, as a matter of fact. Let's see how much time we have. Uh, he's got a new uh, documentary that's coming out, and they say he put it out because he felt like that he's losing status as it relates to LeBron. Okay. Oh God! Will y'all stop with this LeBron okay. Kobe thing? But I'm going because LeBron and Jordan, you cannot compare them ever, mm-hmm. on or off the court. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not looking at what a guy does on the court; I'm looking at what a guy does off the court. Well, in that and case, Michael no doesn't hold a camera to LeBron. You cannot compare my, Michael and Le, Michael and LeBron in any way right. to me. Right. I mean, and and again, Michael did what he did. I mean, not everybody's the same, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you can't. I can't say that Mary Scott should be like Maristola. I can't say Maristola should be like Mary Daly. Mm-hmm. You can't do that because right. no two individuals are the same. Everybody's going to do things differently. And so that being said, I have a great deal of respect for Michael Jordan and the things he accomplished as a basketball player. I have a great deal of respect for LeBron and the things he's accomplished mm-hmm. as a basketball player. But more importantly, for me, I have a I have a far greater I have a far greater respect for LeBron. Because he has really been on the forefront of social issues, mm-hmm. and I want my, I want the, I want the guys that I support as athletes. I want them to be socially conscious. I do too. And for that reason, LeBron holds a special place with me. Jordan also holds a special place with mm-hmm. me. But LeBron, mm-hmm. if I had to pick, if somebody asked me who was my goat, it would be, it would be 
simply LeBron because of the social things he's done, not because of his basketball acumen. It would be strictly because of his Ooh, he the said social acumen. Things, the social things he's done in our community. That's why I would pick him to be my So guy. take away the social things. Who's the better? Don't answer that question. I just a rhetorical. No. Take because away the social I honestly, I would have to give it to LeBron. And I would re- too. And the reason I would is only because when Jordan left and he went to Washington, they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-mm. LeBron has won on two different teams. And if he wins one in L.A., this will be his third championship with a different team. Mm -hmm. No, I don't know of any player, any superstar. Mm -hmm. There have been players who have won championships with different teams. Robert Ory. Who have won championships with different teams. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying been the the star. The catalyst. Yeah, the star. Mm -hmm. LeBron did it in Miami and he did it in Cleveland. And I think at some point he's going to do it in L.A. And then went to – and really went to eight straight finals. No one has ever done that. Well – don't, don't say that. Well, let me take that back. Bill, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Yeah. So, but the thing that's impressive, but the thing is, Bill Russell did it with one team. LeBron right. did it with two different teams. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. To me, that's more impressive. Now, again, you can't take any way, anything away from what Jordan did, but if you go back and you start to add up Hall of Famers and who has Hall of Famers, you'll realize that, that LeBron – Played with less Hall of Famers than Jordan. Less talent than Jordan. He, yes. he, he did. He did. Mm-hmm. I so mean, the reason I'm bringing that up, he just willed that team to the to, to the, the finals, finals against San Antonio. Yeah, they shouldn't have been there. I mean, he took over against Detroit. Booby Gibson was the starting guard on that team. My point exactly. Okay, Anderson Verishow. Verishow. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. there's there's nobody that only That's you crazy. would know those names because I'm a sports person. You know, because you're just a nerd. Well, that's I'm a it. sports nerd. I'm, but nerd. I'm glad you made that argument because that's that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow on the show, one of many but things. But listen, the thing but is. But I'm going to present then, the real GOAT to you. I love both of them. I mm-hmm. love both of them guys. Mm-hmm. I, I also like Kobe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't have any animus toward any of those guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to understand. LeBron is my GOAT. Mm-hmm. But I love Michael Jordan just as well. But there is a GOAT that we can say. Now, number one, if you're going to use the number. You can't. You can't wait a minute. Wait a minute. Just you listen. Gotta, to, if to you're going to use the. have a legitimate GOAT. If you're going to use. You have to create criteria by which I agree. to define them. But if you're going to use the criteria of who has the most rings, then Michael is not the GOAT, number one. No. Okay. That would be Bill Russell. That would be Bill Russell. But I, my argument is that even there's someone that was even better than Bill Russell. And when you go back and look at his basketball statistics and what he won, there's no argument. Who was that? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Kareem, Kareem Ab- was a scoring leader. Kareem, Kareem won not only in, in, in high school. And college. And college where he won three consecutive national titles, three uh, finals ch- uh, uh, MVPs. Then he won in the pros. When you, if you want to make an argument, which we will tomorrow, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the goat. So this argument about Michael or look, and I love LeBron. How could you get Kareem to go? He only won what three, four championships. So what are you basing it off of? I'm just, I'm just st- 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 dang, I can't even say statistics. It. Statistics. He's the ah, scoring leader. He had the most unstoppable shot in the history of the NBA. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the GOAT. Now, so anyway, I'm saying all that to say that that's one of the things that we're going to be talking about tomorrow on, um, on, well, let me just read some of these statistics to you. 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, during his three years at uh, UCLA, he led the Bruins to an 88-2 and record, won three national championships, was a three-time national player of the year, and three-time NBA, NCAA Final Four for the most outstanding player. Now, I'm not saying that. You know who said that? Who's that? Magic Johnson. Hey, listen. I think I think Kareem's amazing. But the thing is, is that if you're gonna if you're gonna declare someone the goat, you gotta you gotta break it down. Is it gonna be statistically? Is it gonna be based on championships? I mean, you gotta have some kind of formula to identify the goat. And nobody's done that yet, but everybody wants to have a goat. Well, I'm just saying, if you're gonna make that argument, you can't you can't ignore Kareem. You just can't. You just can't. Let me. We'll talk about all of that tomorrow and more. I'm just looking quickly before we get out of here. Oh, so you're waiting on my quote? Yeah. Whenever you find yourself on the side of the majority, it is in time to pause and reflect. Hey, spend money in your own community. If you don't, nobody else will. Peace, my people. One love. Uh, by the way. Kareem won a championship in 1971. With Milwaukee. 82. With L.A. Well, excuse me, 80. That was with L.A. 82. Mm -hmm, L.A. 85. L.A. 87. L.A. And 88. So he won five. He's got six rings. Yeah, six rings. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. If, if if we're gonna use the criteria that everybody else has been using for Jordan or Kobe, you can't you can't ignore Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. We'll talk about that well, tomorrow. That's the case. The you show. gotta go to Bill Russell. Then he has eleven. Well, I would make that argument as well. well. Actually, has twelve. Eleven as a player and one, and one as, one as, as, a, as, coach, an, as so a coach. 12. I I'd agree. So anyway, we got to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back on uh, Monday with more Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. And let me quickly get one of my quotes. And by the way, thanks, Frank, uh, Mayor Frank Scott Jr., for responding to my request. And thank you for listening to the show, sir. Yeah, and Peace thank you, you for too. listening to the show. And Keep look, up the good work, dog. Keep up the good work. You're doing a great job. By the way, tomorrow our special guest artist will be Bill Withers. We'll be jamming all of that bumper music from Bill Withers tomorrow. Ain't no sunshine and when she's gone. Man, you don't realize just how much good stuff he's and got. She's man. always gone you know, too long. People forget Anytime about that cut he did with Grover. She goes away. Man. Ooh. It's a lot of good stuff Anytime out there. She goes away. All right, so I can't find my quote, so let me just give an old one. Uh let's see. The ultimate measure of a man or woman. It's not where he or she stands in the moments of comfort and convenience, but in times of challenge. Martin Luther King. Y'all have, have a great day.